Welcome to the Matt Watch That Podcast, the place for reviews, rants, and randomness. I'm your host, Matt Sarosky, filmmaker, film fan. Each episode, I'm going to watch a movie or TV pilot that I probably should have seen, but never got around to. It could be a recent favorite, critic's choice, or cult classic. Everyone can join in on the fun. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what I should see next, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. As a side note, the Matt Watch That podcast is off next week, but if you need a fix, subscribe to the Matt Forgot That podcast, which will be all new. Before we start... We're commemorating Memorial Day to pay tribute to all military personnel who died serving this country. All of the reviews, videos, and recommendations will feature stories honoring U.S. soldiers. On to the main attraction. Each review will end with a ranking out of five stars. One star is Skip It. Two stars Watch at Your Own Risk. Three stars Standard Fair. Four stars Worth Checking Out. And five stars Must See. Now, if I give a title five stars, it doesn't mean I'm comparing it to Casablanca, Jaws, or Seinfeld. I rank titles based on other movies or TV series in that genre and at that time period. So let's jump into it. These are my ruminations and observations of the movie Black Hawk Down from 2001. So how'd I miss it? As I've mentioned previously, I'm not big on war movies, so I just didn't see it, despite liking the director and having a solid cast. It was directed by Ridley Scott, one of my faves. He helmed Alien, Blade Runner, Black Rain, and was nominated for three Best Director Academy Awards for Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, and this movie. The screenplay was written by Ken Nolan, who scribed The Company, Transformers, The Last Night, and Only the Brave. It was based on the book Black Hawk Down, A Story of Modern War by Mark Bowden. This is something to look out for. This was the feature film debut of Tom Hardy, who would go on to star in Inception, Warrior, Locke, The Dark Knight Rises, Mad Max, Fury Road, Venom, and was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role for The Revenant. We're in Somalia, Africa, 1992. 300,000 civilians have died of starvation due to a famine caused by warring factions. Mohamed Farrar Adid, leader of the Somalian National Alliance, controls the capital of Mogadishu and hoards international food shipments from its people. The U.S. Marines respond by providing supplies and ensuring the shipments get to the people of Somalia. But when they withdraw, Adid's militia declares war on the remaining United Nations peacekeepers. America sends Delta Force, 75th Rangers, and 160th SOAR on a mission to remove Adid from power. The mission was set to take three weeks, but after six weeks, Washington, D.C. was growing impatient. On Saturday, October 2, 1993, a U.S. Marine helicopter circles around a Red Cross food distribution center. Starving Somalis swarm the trucks bringing supplies, desperately trying to get their hands on any available food. 
they are shot by a militia representing Mohammed Farah Adid, who claim the stock is his property. The U.S. soldiers request permission to engage, but since they're not taking on fire, it's under the United Nations jurisdiction and they can't intervene. In the Baraka market at Mogadishu, Sergeant First Class Gibson of Special Ops Group Delta Force is tailing Osman Aliado, a faction leader who's been financing and selling arms to Adid and his soldiers. Sergeant First Class Gibson is portrayed by Eric Bana, who appeared in Hulk, Munich, and Star Trek. He alerts Delta Team Force leader Major General Garrison of where the convoy is headed, and they intercept the vehicles to question Mr. Otto. Claiming he's just a businessman, he knows that the U.S. has been trying to catch a deed for six weeks, going so far as to put up reward posters. He warns the general that this is a civil war, not yours. Major General Garrison is played by Sam Shepard, known for Mud, Steel Magnolias, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, and nominated for a Best Actor in a Supporting Role Academy Award for The Right Stuff. Osman Aliado is acted by George Harris of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark and Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2 fame. U.S. soldiers prepare for battle at a makeshift base camp on a beachside. Private First Class Blackburn is a new recruit to the 75th Rangers, portrayed by fresh-faced Orlando Bloom, who would go on to star in Pirates of the Caribbean and Lord of the Rings franchises. Specialist Grimes takes his information and enrolls him. He's played by Ewan McGregor, known for Train Spotting, Emma, Moulin Rouge, and the Star Wars prequels. In the early morning of Sunday, October 3rd, 1993, Lieutenant Beals has a seizure and is dismissed from the 75th Rangers. His platoon, Chalk 4, is given to Staff Sergeant Eversman. It's a big responsibility and the men will look to him to make the right decisions. He's portrayed by Josh Harnett, who starred in The Faculty, The Black Delia, and Pearl Harbor. Major General Garrison brings the command together and explains the assignment. A meeting of Adid's senior cabinet is expected to take place at 1500 hours. They received intel on the street that was confirmed by three sources, but information has proven to be unreliable in the past. It's rumored that two members will be present and they are the main marks. Adid's top political advisor, Omar Salad, and the interior minister, Abdi Hassan Awali. Delta Force will infiltrate the target building and seize all the suspects within. Secret Force Rangers under the command of Captain Steele will hold the perimeter, ensuring no one gets in or out. The Extraction Force, led by Lieutenant Colonel McKnight, will drive the Humvees just short of the Olympic Hotel and wait for their signal. Once Delta Force gives the word, McKnight's troops will move to the target building and load the prisoners. After the prisoners are secured, Secret Force Rangers will leave the target building, and all battalions will return back to base camp. When asked where the target building is, Major General Garrison says Bakara Market, a hostile district. Rules of engagement are to be followed. No one fires unless fired upon. He requested light armor and AC-130 Spectre gunships, but Washington, D.C. denied it. Blackhawks and Littlebirds will provide air coverage. The mission should take no longer than 30 minutes, but things get complicated when Somali forces shoot down two Blackhawk helicopters, and now the U.S. soldiers have to rescue and defend their fallen brothers-in-arms. Here's a quote without context. Nobody asks to be a hero. It just sometimes turns out that way. Black Hawk Down is a truly impressive movie. It shouldn't be surprising considering the cast and crew, but I don't hear it talked about much in comparison with other war films. I think it regrettably captures the chaos that people in service actually experience. When they were talking at base camp, there were a few moments of levity, 
You're introduced to a lot of characters, but quickly establish their relationships. Who's the goof-off? Who's the warrior? Who's the peacekeeper? It's pretty effectively done, especially with such a large cast of characters, though your knowledge of them is mostly on a superficial level. This is an all-star cast made of past, current, and future talents. I have to name many of the recognizable faces. Tom Sizemore, Ron Ellard, William Fickner, Hugh Dancy, Kim Coates, Tom Geary, Johan Griffith, Jason Isaacs, Jeremy Piven, Ty Burrell, Nikolai Kasterwaldau. I'm not sure I've ever seen a movie where I didn't like the performance of Sam Shepard. He lends so much credibility. Normally, I'm not a fan of voiceover or text on screen, but in this case, there was a lot of jumping around from place to place, and it was nice having an identifier on screen to establish where we were. Also, it would mention details such as if a particular area was in a deed stronghold, which was helpful in knowing that these soldiers were entering territory that was unfriendly to the U.S. While I prefer movies that are based on a true story to stick to the facts, I also realize that it's not a documentary, and every filmmaker takes some liberties to tell an engaging story, and for this podcast, I'm reviewing it as a piece of cinema versus historical documentation. Now for a little trivial trivia. If you buy the DVD or Blu-ray, there's a documentary called The Essence of Combat, Making of Black Hawk Down, that is actually longer than the movie itself. The cinematography was captured by Slalomir Izik, whose filmography includes Proof of Life, King Arthur, and Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. It was edited by Pietro Scala, who worked on Goodwill Hunting, G.I. Jane, Hannibal, and won two Academy Awards for Best Film Editing of JFK and this movie. The score was composed by Hans Zimmer, who wrote the music for Black Rain, Days of Thunder, Regarding Henry, A League of Their Own, too many quality films to name. He won an Academy Award for Best Music Original Score for The Lion King. I thought the score was excellent. He managed to use regional sounds and instrumentation to really immerse the viewer. The soundtrack features songs by Elvis Presley, Alice in Chains, House of Pain, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. It had a budget of $110 million and grossed $173 million at the box office. It was nominated for four Oscars, winning two at the 2002 Academy Awards. I give it... You know... I might have to break this down a little. The direction is five stars. Even the least successful Ridley Scott films look incredible. The acting is four and a half stars. There are a lot of British and Australian actors in the roles, so their accents are a little questionable. The storyline is four and a half stars. I was engaged from the beginning and invested in the mission. The atmosphere is four stars. That's kind of a catch-all for me. The cinematography, editing, music, all work in conjunction together. So what does that get us? Four and a half, four and a half, four and a half. All right, so that's four and a half out of five stars. Take off half a star if you need historical accuracy in films based on real-life events. If you've seen Black Hawk Down and have opinions on the movie, let me know what you think using the hashtag MattWatchThat. Moving right along, each episode, I'm going to post clips that I think people should watch. It could be movie trailers, music videos, interviews, or something completely random. Search for my YouTube page and there will be a playlist called Matt Watch That Playback. Goodnight Saigon was a song written by Billy Joel from his 1982 album, The Nylon Curtain. It's about the experiences of soldiers who fought in the Vietnam War. It was inspired from conversations he had with friends who went to battle and asked him to write a song about it. When he plays the song live, he invites veterans onto the stage to sing the chorus. It's pretty uplifting and inspiring. However, 
There was a certain amount of criticism that he received for writing the song, because he wasn't involved in any combat, but he makes a point that some of the greatest novels about war were written by people who have never seen any action. But I think it comes down to respect and empathy. If a person writing devalues the experiences of soldiers, or didn't do enough research on the subject to have a full understanding of those experiences, then it can feel misguided or a bit of a slight. Ultimately, I think the song is a fitting tribute to people who live with the trauma of war and those who sacrifice their life for it. These clips are available in the Matt Watch That playback playlist on YouTube. Check it out. Now it's time for the recommendation. Yes, that's the word recommendation with Matt in the middle. I'm going to end each podcast with my own recommendation of a movie or TV series. Today I'm talking about Turn, Washington Spies. It was developed by Craig Silverstein, based on the novel Washington Spies, the story of America's first spy ring by Alexander Rose. It stars Jamie Bell of Billy Elliot and Rocketman fame as Abraham Woodhull, who along with his childhood friends became involved in a network of spies called the Culper Ring, formed by General George Washington and Major Benjamin Talmadge. The group provided critical information on the British Army and turned the tide of the American Revolutionary War. The series gets progressively better as it goes along. It's not 100% historically accurate, but from what I've researched, the major plot points are correct. And I'll be honest, this was not a chapter that I had learned about in American history, but was fascinated to learn through the series. Turn, Washington Spies was on for four seasons, 40 episodes, from 2014 to 2017. There was also a digital comic released in 2014 to 2015. That's all for this edition of Matt Watch That. Thanks for listening to me babble. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what movie or TV pilot I should see, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Head over to MattSarosky.com for the latest news and updates, and come back next time for all the reviews, rants, and randomness. Thank you.